Welcome to So You Want to Be a Copywriter, brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre, the world's leading centre for writing courses. Your host is Bernadette Schwert, who you'll find at copyschool.com, and you can find out more about all our copywriting courses at copywritingcourses.com.au. Now, over to Bernadette. Ruth Megan started her life as a crystal healer. In her own words, she loves a bit of woohoo in her life. But when she discovered that she could make a living from writing about wine, she decided to make that her career. She now spends her time visiting some of Australia's top wineries, taste testing the best of the best and writing about it all. In Ruth's own words, it's her dream job. It sounds like my dream job too, Ruth. In this podcast, we'll find out how Ruth started her copywriting journey and turned her passion for wine into profit. Hello, I'm Bernadette Schwert, and this is a podcast for those looking to reinvent their lives as a copywriter and want some inspiration and practical tips on how to do it. I'm the founder of the Australian School of Copywriting and the head copywriting tutor at the Australian Writers' Centre. If you'd like to build a side hustle, work from wherever you want, Check out our courses and discover how a copywriter can help you find the independence and freedom you seek. Here's a review from Paula, who recently completed one of our courses. I can't believe how quickly I found work. I put into practice some of Bernadette's tips. I got my business cards printed, went to a networking event, told people I was a copywriter, and they believed me. That first job turned into a retainer. And now I have stopped taking clients because I'm fully booked. Thank you, Bernadette, for giving me the confidence to believe I could do this. It's changed my life. Well, if you'd like to get the training you need to become a copywriter, check out the courses that give you the confidence, the tools and the templates to become a highly paid copywriter. You can find out all about our courses at writercenter.com.au forward slash essentials or copyschool.com. And if you like our podcasts, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's get started. Ruth, Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. Now, Ruth, we met because you've been one of my students. And as you know from the podcast, I do like to showcase my students because to me it is so rewarding to for me personally to hear your stories but also I think it's really inspiring for other people to hear them as well to to, to know that it's really really possible um and it's a viable career for a lot of people so Ruth just talk to us about your background what were you doing prior to your sort of copywriting journey yeah look I have a really diverse background (laughs) there's not a lot of things that I haven't done and I won't go into all of them but um So I have a a background in telecommunications, in sales, corporate sales, and I have a background in a lot of high-level admin roles, such as executive assistants, um, in various different industries. But all along the way, I've had a little business that just sort of chugs along as a healer. (laughs) And so how I fell into, I fell into copywriting really and marketing, marketing first then copywriting. And how that happened was that I had this um, desire to take my business online. And so I engaged with a, you know, in a course and through that I was mentored by, by, by a woman and 
she must have saw, seen something sparkly in me and she just engaged me to start coaching her clients uh, in her program and to start writing her copy for her EDMs and her newsletters. And that's really how I fell into copywriting, I guess. Crystal healing. I love it. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> so I've been a healer for years. I'm a little bit woo-woo, you know. I've got that um, that sixth sense where I'm able to sort of tune into people's energies and understand, you know, what's sort of going on and what's stopping them and blocking them from getting to where they need to be. Um, and, yeah, I use crystals in my healing sessions with clients to basically shift uh, stuck energy and help to bring in, you know, the good juju that you want to bring in. Juju. <laughs> Love it. Talk to me about uh, how did you find those clients? They were referrals. And, look, honestly, I can say that in my copywriting business now it has always been referrals, referral business, except for how I got my role at Treasury Wine Estate. Well, let's talk about that in just a moment. So I remember having a conversation with you on a coaching call mm. and you had so many interests because I remember saying, you know, <laughs> what is your interest? Because I think uh, that's where a lot of copywriters can maybe faff around a little bit because they they interested in so many things, but so they don't actually know where to begin. So I remember talking to you about the hedgehog complex or the concept, which I love, which is Jim Collins saying, you know, what are you good at? What do you love? And what's your economic engine? Now, what will pay? And when you find that sweet spot between those three circles, that's a starting point. And I remember talking to you. So maybe can you re remember that conversation? Yeah. Can you share with the, with everyone what we discussed? Absolutely. Oh, can I share? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. God, no. <laughs> you put me on the spot. You don't remember what we said? Not exactly, no. Okay, okay. Uh, well, what I do remember you saying is I love wine, I love travel, I love tourism, and I love food. And I remember thinking they're all huge industries in and of themselves. And I remember saying to you, okay, out of all of those, if you could pick one, what would be the one that you pick? And you said wine. That is fascinating. Can yeah, I remember that? Uh, yeah, I, uh, that's something that I actually had forgotten saying and now I've just ended up in the wine industry. <laughs> Yeah, so talk to us about how you got the wine industry job. Uh, so I guess I was in a marketing role and I wanted to move more into copywriting. That's where my passion is. I love words. I love being able to sell with words. And uh, I, it became clear to me at the time that I needed more experience in writing product-related copy as opposed to um, conversion copy and sales copy. Uh, so I, look, I was working in a marketing role and I wanted to move more into copy and, in fact, I wanted to be a copywriter. <laughs> you know, I've dabbled in copywriting. I've done copywriting, but I wanted to do it full time. And I just didn't seem to be able to get my foot in the, in the door with consistency, I guess you could say. So I decided that I've moved to Brisbane and I had been based in Melbourne and I knew that there were some great agencies in Melbourne. And so I asked around some of my friends in Melbourne. One of them referred me to a particular agency and that I basically just thought, well, why am I 
why am I holding myself only to applying for roles that are Brisbane-based? Why not expand and apply with some agencies in Melbourne? So I did that. And the very first job that I applied for, I secured. Um, and it was the very first copywriting role that I applied for. So it, it's huge. It was a, such a career um, jump for me, such a leap. And it was a leap of faith. And I guess, you know, in a lot of ways, um, I couldn't have done that without the coaching that I had, um, you know, from, from yourself as well. Uh, being able to give that confidence in, in yourself to do that. I would have never have applied for a role like that. And what was the role? Tell us about that role. So the role is a content executive role and basically it's uh, working within a team that is content driven um, to direct to consumer. So you're doing, um, my day is spent writing articles on various aspects of wines, whether it be different types of varietals or varieties or um, different styles, different brands, uh, also doing EDMs to quite a large uh, membership base, uh, private membership base, and uh, what else? Uh, web content as well. Yeah. And the last time we talked, Ruth, you were on a hill at McGill Wine Estate in Adelaide drinking wine and writing copy saying, this is my dream job. So talk to yeah. me about how this is how this is a dream job. How, how does that feel? Look, it's such a, a wondrous opportunity, really, Um you know, the first week that I started um, there, I, we, you know, I was within another week. I was whisked off to McGill Estate in the, you know, in the, in Adelaide Hills, and then off to the Barossa, and you know, really immersing myself in their brands and their wine, and you know, that I guess that's not an opportunity that every copywriter has to immerse themselves within, you know, the business that they're working for. Um, in that at that level but it is it's just such a you know it just awoke me to a passion that was already there I guess and so Ruth when you went for the job what were they looking for like if someone was listening and they're thinking they'd like to replicate your journey what would you say to them about firstly that agency side of applying uh, look the agency was hmm the agency was looking for somebody that had experience but didn't necessarily have experience in that in that particular genre. Like I hadn't had any direct-to-consumer um, experience, but I had the, the, um, the background to be able to uh, segue into that. And I guess in, in, in that way uh, they were looking for somebody that would be able to hit the floor running that was open to, um, you know, to being mentored and to being, you know, shown how to work within that industry as well. So it's it's a growth opportunity, I guess. And then the wine job was separate to that? That was a separate opportunity? Uh, no, the wine, the wine role was through the agency. Okay. So, yes, yeah. So when you say the agency, you mean like a content agency? Or you mean no, like a recruitment I mean agency? Like an employment agency. Ah, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Key element that I missed out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think often people maybe don't even apply for recruitment jobs because they think they don't have the experience or they don't have, you know, the the sector knowledge. What would you say That's to right. people who are thinking that? 
Well, what I would say is that I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I've been freelancing for quite a while and, uh, and in conjunction with freelancing, um, working you know, a part-time role in a marketing strategist role and I knew that I wanted to go into copywriting full-time. Uh, unfortunately, at the time, uh, the consistency of freelance work wasn't, you know, it wasn't flowing and I knew that something had to change. So I, I just literally started applying for roles and it was the first one that I applied for that I got. Wonderful. And I guess what I see happen with a lot of people I've worked with over the years is they do go into, you know, say a full-time copywriting role, even though they may not want that full-time life, but they might stick there for like a year or two. And from that experience, they leapfrog out mm-hmm. and then they've got, they go back and consult to their company. So they've already got their, their built client in, uh, but also they've built all those contacts in say the wine sector and therefore they can really make their freelance career come alive. So I guess what I'm trying to say there too is it's playing the long game. You know, you might have to, you know, take a sidestep to do full-time work for a year or so, but that sets you up for the next five to ten years of freelance work. That's right. And the experience that you get is, it's you know, you, you can't get that. Tell me what it's like working. Let's maybe share some insights about the emails that you're working on and, you know, if someone was interested in email marketing, what kind of tips would you have them, um, would you share with them in terms of, you know, getting their email marketing, copywriting up and running? Uh, so if somebody was listening that wanted to write an email se- series or yeah, like what, what's some of the, the tips on running an email series? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you need to understand your audience first and foremost, you need to understand why they're, why they're there, what they want and what you offer that is, is different, I guess. And then you're looking at, there's so many different types of email series that you can put together. So there's welcome series, there's, um, product launches, there's, you know, it, it's it's how long is a piece of string really, um, Bernie? <laughs> and in terms of the what you're learning, so you've got some mentors, I presume, or seniors, you know, what what kind of challenges have you faced? You know, I've been looking forward to this question. I knew you were going to ask me. And I think the reason for that is one thing that I wasn't, expecting was the you know having my work critiqued and having been a a freelancer for so long um having worked with some editors and my on my copy work and sometimes not uh but working it's just such a lovely opportunity to be have your work critiqued and initially (laughs) that wasn't a lovely feeling (laughs) but it's become a real growth experience from that and it's helped me to um to perfect my copywriting and to enhance it and to make it better. So that's been um, paramount, I think, um, in the role and in my in my career, I guess. So that would have taken a bit of a shift in your mindset to be yeah. open to that feedback. What yeah. did you do to create that mindset? What did you say to yourself differently? I just kept reminding myself that this is my passion this is my love and that uh rather than looking at it from a personal (laughs) um aspect look at it from a growth and what I can learn and what I can achieve and how I can look I'm a bit of a perfectionist Bernadette and I if there's any opportunity to become better at what I do um I'm going to I'm going to take it. So 
yeah, I guess it was just about reiterating my confidence in my own work. Great. So even just a bit of granular detail here, what was something that you wrote and someone gave you feedback on it? What did they say? There was one, um, I can't remember the word, but it was likening the copy that I'd written to that written by a child. It was really quite dagger in the heart. (laughs) And I looked at that and I went, oh, gulp, like, wow. And, uh, yeah, that was a a big one. And I think that actually was the pivotal point that I went, right, I'm going to use this as a growth opportunity rather than um, taking, going and crying in a corner. Wow, amazing. And what did you do differently? Like how did you resolve that from writing like a child or to a child <laughs> to writing like an adult? What is it a tone thing? Is Was it word selection? What was yeah, it you changed? I think it was definitely a tone of voice uh, and it was also maybe not understanding the, the particular brand that I was writing for. The, uh, there's a few different brands within the uh, portfolio and they're all different tone of voice. So that's the kind of the tricky but the fun and challenging thing about working in this in this particular role is that uh, they are so diverse and they are so different and so you're not writing in the same tone of voice all day every day. You're jumping from one to the other to the other. And I think, yeah, it was just a, a matter of still using the tone of voice in one particular brand, then jumping into another incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So let's maybe talk about just taking a, a sort of slight shift of gear, just about time management. You're a mum of a mm-hmm. little girl and people listening might be thinking, well, how do you do that and write copy full-time for a company with some travel involved? Can you talk us through how you manage your time and and that kind of, you know, lifestyle that you've, um, you know, given yourself? Look, it's, a, it's an interesting one and it comes down to commitment. <laughs> you know, I, I do have a little one. Uh, I'm a solo mum. It's just me and I'm working full-time and I've taken a full-time role, which is not ideally what I wanted to do. Uh, so what I do regarding time management is I am super, super organised. I, you know, I know that I have this window of time that I, I must work and I know that I have a you know, window of time outside of that to look after you know, my personal you know, obligations and responsibilities. Um, I'm just head down, bum up, really, Bernie. <laughs> And no distractions. The phone, you know, my phone is on is on silent. I've got you know social media blocks and all sorts of things that you know to ensure that I'm I'm super focused in my in my work. Is that useful? Because you've only got a certain amount of time. Does that prevent you from obsessing and being that perfectionist? Does that help you actually make decisions? <sighs> yes, yes, it does. Uh, although sometimes I think it's important I can be obsessive in my work and so sometimes it's important to get up and walk away and I have to remind myself of that because that then adds value to the work. And I think when you're a copywriter too, one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is just smashing something out, rereading it and then sending it off rather than stopping, walking away and then coming back to it with fresh eyes because you will look over it again and see a whole world of things that you didn't see before. 
I, I couldn't agree more. I call it the rest test. The you rest know, test. 24 hours, 48 hours a week, the mm. longer the better. Yeah. I'm always amazed at how bad it is, <laughs> you know, after I come back to it. I go, wow, on what planet did I think that was good, yeah. right? Um, so I think that's something I've learned over the years is to uh, – and also you, you can see errors very quickly just in basic typos that you just can't see, you know, when you've just been absorbed in it, you know, and immersed in it. Um, if you were to have your time again, Ruth, in terms of, you know, this this journey that you've been on from marketer to strategist to copywriter, you know, to now this um, this role, from a freelance perspective, because a lot of people listening are freelancers, what would you have done differently that would have fast-tracked your your journey? This is, an, this is an interesting question. I'm not sure that I would change anything because I, I believe, I'm a big believer that every little step, every little failing that I've been through is what has made me the copywriter that I am today. So I think, you know, I think probably the only, one of the only things that I would say is not to get in your own way. <laughs> and by that, I mean, you know, not believing in in the in in yourself and in your work and in your ability to you know charge what you're worth when it comes to your copy just because you may not have you know the experience of one thing doesn't mean that you can't can't get that you can't build you can't evolve um as well I guess yeah if you had to look back on your last five years of copywriting and marketing and strategy Ruth what fears did you have and what have you broken through like what have you been pleased with yourself that you no longer do something that you used to do I can't name a specific fear I think it comes down to confidence it's it was all about confidence for me you know it's about moving from wanting to be a copywriter to being one so I think you know I've always been a copywriter I've always written copy in almost every job that I've that I've done. Um, but it's having that belief that you can actually do that full-time as a freelancer or in a role, whichever you may choose within an agency. Uh, that's probably the biggest one that I broke through and there was a pivotal moment for that. Let's talk about what... The, the education that you've got through the courses, the copywriting courses, what have you learned that's been helpful to you? Uh, look, I think headlines, definitely um, there's been, uh, there was a, a lot within the course um, around headlines that, and structuring. And the other thing is um, being able to structure a story. So looking at, you know, at the, at the six main points of a story, which I think start off with context and um move on through those but yeah okay okay so let's wrap up Ruth so if you were to give people three tips for yeah. becoming a successful copywriter how would you finish that I think number one my number one tip would be chase your passion not the money because the money will come um, if you follow your passion uh, there's also, I think, you know, being able to really understand your potential client or your client's business 
and the reasons why they do what they do to be able to, you know, I guess in a way, you know, that, that old saying, walk a mile in someone's shoes, um, that's going to make your copy better. Um, what else? Uh, create a Google business account. Don't rely wholly and solely on social media like Instagram and Facebook whilst it's got a place. I, you know, I think as a copywriter, as a freelance copywriter, having a Google business account is a really good advantage. And then my number one tip would be get testimonials because you can spruik those babies all over the internet. And what are your tips for getting a good testimonial? Ah, this is something I'm actually very good at. <laughs> uh, there's many different ways that you can do that, but one of them is I like to be able to give my clients set questions and then, you know, I can then from those set questions write the testimonial for them. Um or obviously you can ask them to write it um, themselves or you can video testimonial or audio testimonial. Um, but having, I found having a you know, succinct set of questions that are very specific to you know, what their experience, where they were at before, where they are now, you know, how you impacted, you know, how your work impacted their business, um, really it's a template basically that I put together to be able to write a really bang on um, testimonial. Can you share those questions with us? Uh, yes, I can. Uh, so sort of like what I just said, you know, uh, can you describe where you were at before um, before working with me? Um, what was what was the pain? You know, what, what was going on? What was not working? Um, can you describe, uh, you know, your experience working with um myself or can you describe um uh, what it was in particular that you know was your favorite part about working with uh such and such uh and can you you know describe or tell us a uh, tell us about a moment um that uh Tell us where you are at now and how it impacted your business and uh, where, you know, what results have you seen and, you know, what would you say? Actually, one very good one is what would you say to somebody that's thinking about working with blah, blah? Very nice. Very nice. Um, and you send that as a questionnaire? Uh, I do. Yeah. I've got, um, I use a program called Dubsado, which is fantastic. And I have a form set up basically within there that is a testimonial form and they can go through and fill out the form and then I I, you know, I ask them I said are you happy you know for me to use this feedback in my marketing purposes and then I draft up a testimonial from it and away we go. Brilliant. Is there any resistance internally for that? I know a lot of people feel really quite anxious about asking for testimonials. How have you got over that fear? How I got over that fear was I saw how valuable they were. And I have no problem asking for a testimonial now. That is so awesome. Yeah. And I often think it's a bit like, you know, about food, like a minute on the hips, forever on the hips kind of thing. <laughs> um, not that that's necessarily accurate. But, you know, um, it's a bit like that, isn't it? It's a minute of pain to ask for it, but it's forever benefit. It just keeps going. Absolutely. 
yeah, so if you just get through that that little hump. So with when you talk about confidence and about belief, I couldn't agree with you more that often I see students who have done very little copy, but loads of confidence, loads of chutzpah, and they're out there charging top dollar. And I have other students who have been studying and educating and, and doing all sorts of things without actually having the confidence behind it. And the one who has the confidence, but not necessarily the best ability gets further, right? Because they get that first gig, they get the second gig, they get the third, and they build up their credentials that way. And they, by definition, become better. Yet people who pull back from from all the reasons we've talked about, you know, they don't think they're good enough, or they haven't got the experience, or, you know, they just don't feel that they're qualified to do so. They really have that handbrake on their career, because they're not getting that you know, dot to dot to dot, you know, they don't get to join the dots because they don't collect the dots in the first place. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I, I've said, you know, in my in my training is believe that you are a copywriter and even if you don't, say it anyway and you Absolutely. will become one. And the more you say it, the the more you realise people aren't actually holding you to account. They're not saying, no, you're not. They're going, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. So you start to believe it because no one's challenging you on it and then it just starts to become part of your identity and then you realise that, uh, you know, people aren't looking to catch you out. And and I do think with my writing too, with books and all the things that I do, it's you've got to attack the page with confidence. You know, you've yeah. really just got to attack the keyboard and go, okay, I'm, I'm going here. I'm going to act as if I can write this. And let's accept we don't know what we're writing mostly. You know, it's a blank page syndrome. And every new job is like the first one ever. That's so right. it's the confidence that makes you think, well, I did it once, I could do it again. But you just have to almost fake it to make it. And I, I don't really like that expression because it assumes that you, you're not good enough to start with. It's but mm-hmm. just attack the page with confidence as if. And there's an acting technique called as if. So if you have to play, you know, like a, I don't know, a pilot, right, and you've never been a pilot, you act as if you are one, you know. That's and right. it's just a, a little phrase which I think is really nice, act as if you are a copywriter. Um, and before you know it, you, be, you become one. Yeah, I really like that. And I think that really resonates with me anyway as, you know, with a healing background too because it's the same, you know, you create the life that you vision. Thank you so much for being a part of my podcast. It's an absolute delight to talk to you and congratulations on your success and all the things that you've achieved in such a short uh, space of time. Thanks, Bernadette. Such a pleasure. Ruth had the courage to identify what it was she really loved and she had the courage to apply for a job that she felt was way above her ability. And it just goes to show you have to be in it to win it and Ruth is definitely winning. If you want to find out how other copywriters have found their niche and how they found work, join our community at copyclub.com.au. We know that the fastest way to find success is to have a team of people around you who hold you accountable. And that's what Copy Club can do for you. It will give you the momentum you need to keep going while you're building your new copywriting career. So find out more at copyclub.com.au. And of course, it wouldn't be my podcast if we didn't finish with a motivational quote and a dad joke at the same time. So here's my favourite joke of the week. What did the police officer say to his belly button? You're under a vest. It makes me laugh. And my final quote for the podcast, we must all suffer one of two things, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. That's heavy. Well, that's it from me. All the best and bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Copywriter. You'll find the show notes at soyouwanttobeacopywriter.com.au or sign up for our awesome and often hilarious weekly newsletter at writerscentercomau slash news where you'll find writing resources, giveaways, competitions and much more. This podcast was brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre.